Hello and welcome to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm Senior Pastor, Team Leader at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. Reflection today is entitled Bitterness or Forgiveness and the Bible passage that we're going to read is Hebrews chapter 12 verses 14 to 17. We pray together. Think of the words of the hymn, How good is the God we adore, our faithful, unchangeable friend. His love is as great as his power and knows neither measure nor end. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we give you thanks that you are a great and a mighty God. Yes, Lord, a powerful God, but we praise you also that your love is just as great as your power. We rejoice and we pray that you will be with us now as we read your words. Great and mighty God, loving God, speak to us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So then, Hebrews 12, verse 14 to 17. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected, even though he sought the blessing with tears. He could not change what he had done. This is the first reflection in a sort of occasional series. I'm going to adopt them in as and when over the next few weeks. And it's basically a series on sins and struggles and how we might overcome them. It may not sound such a, a joyful subject, but I am absolutely convinced it is a crucial subject and that these reflections can lead us to great joy and freedom in our lives. Today we're thinking about bitterness and forgiveness. Verse 15, we read that we can fall short of God's grace. And in the reading we see that a bitter root can grow up. What is being spoken of here? is the cancer of unforgiveness. The bitter root that grows and twists into our hearts and our lives that poisons us. We think of the framework of forgiveness that should encompass the Christian life. First of all, we are forgiven. God, in his grace and mercy, has come to us in Jesus Christ and he offers us free and full forgiveness. 
He's died in our place that we might know freedom from sin and from guilt, forgiveness from, free, from sin and from guilt. If you've not received that, then receive it now by trusting in Jesus. But for all of us who have, we should rejoice in what has happened to us and rejoice in the forgiveness that is available to us day by day. That's absolutely crucial. But what does it mean to fall short of the grace of God? I believe that it's sometimes we fail to forgive. We receive grace, but somehow we're unable to give it to others. We have been forgiven much, as Jesus' story tells us, and yet we cannot forgive the debts that we are owed by others. Forgiveness is vital. It is a gospel imperative that we forgive. But not only is it a gospel imperative, it is vital for us too. It is vital for our health. It is vital for us to go on in freedom in the Christian life. We need to forgive. The Dutch Christian Corrie ten Boom said this, Forgiveness is setting someone free and then finding that that someone is you. When we don't forgive, when we hold our grievances with a, a tight fist, then this bitter root grows up and twists around us like a, a weed, like a plant that is in the garden that is an invasive species and just twists around the other plants. Such bitterness is infectious. If we don't forgive, then it twists us up. Corrie ten Boom again. I don't know if you know her story. She was very active in the Second World War. Together with her family, together with her sister Betsy, they hid Jewish people and protected them from the Nazis. But after a while, they were discovered and Corrie and her sister Betsy were put in a concentration camp, Ravensbrück. Betsy died and because of a clerical error. After a while, Corrie was released. In the camp, they experienced terrible things. But after the war, she spoke about forgiveness and the need for reconciliation. At one meeting she was speaking and then after the meeting she was approached by a man and suddenly she recognised him, a guard at the concentration camp where she and her sister had been incarcerated. The guard spoke of how he had been moved by the message of forgiveness and how he himself had found grace in Jesus Christ. He put out his hand to shake Corrie's hand and unsurprisingly and very naturally she kept her hands at her side. She and her sister and many, many others have been done such terrible wrongs. How could she forgive this man? How could she shake this man's hand? But remembering her own message and empowered by the grace of God, she was enabled to stretch out her hand 
and to give forgiveness. That is not easy to do, but it is freeing. Who is God calling us to forgive? Remember that forgiveness is setting someone free and then finding that that someone is you. As we pause and we prepare to pray together, I want to emphasise that I don't want people to hear these words about forgiveness in a glib way. How incredibly hard it must have been for Corrie to stretch out the hand of forgiveness. I know in small ways in my own life when I have been wronged how difficult I have found it to forgive. Perhaps you are listening to this and you have been done some terrible wrong. It's so hard to forgive. But God encourages us. Firstly, with the amazing forgiveness that we have received in Jesus Christ our Lord. But also with the truth that if we don't forgive, bitterness can grow up and it can twist us and it can spoil our lives. If we're giving rent-free space in our heads to someone that we haven't forgiven, then the person who is in prison is not that person, but it can very easily be us. Let's pause then and let's offer these thoughts to God and pray that God would strengthen us to forgive even as we have been forgiven ourselves. Lord, we sit in your presence, as we sometimes do with open hands and open hearts, and we pray that you would come and do open heart surgery on us right now. Where there is unforgiveness, we pray that you would pour your forgiveness and grace into our lives, enough for us and enough for us to share with others. Where a root of bitterness has perhaps taken deep root in our lives, we pray that you would come not just as the surgeon but as the gardener, as the one who is able to extract the root Lord, we don't want to be in prison any longer. We don't want to be locked up by sin and shame. We don't want to be with our fists curled tightly into a ball because of bitterness and unforgiveness. Rather, we open our hands before you and we release. We release these thoughts. We forgive those who have wronged us. We set them free. And as we do so, we pray that you would help us and strengthen us to live in the reality of this, to live in the light of our commitment, and then to know the joy that actually it's ourselves who've won our freedom, ourselves who are walking in new light, fresh grace and mercy. 
So very simply, we pray the prayer that you encourage us to pray. Forgive us our sins, forgive us our debts, as we forgive those who sin against us. Help us, O Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.